Welcome to the Better Money, Better World Show, a podcast project of Impact Capital Managers, or ICM. ICM is a group of investors who believe that by solving the world's greatest challenges, we will generate market-leading returns for investors while bending the arc of human history towards sustainability and justice. ICM members have backed companies ranging from Tesla to Coursera to Vital Farms. Collectively, ICM's 60 members manage over $12 billion. I'm your host, Daniel Pianco, a co-founder of ICM. My day job is co-founder and managing director of Achieve Partners, a leading investor in education and human capital. Here on Better Money, Better World, we'll explore the stories of our investor members, the companies we're building, and the limited partners allocating money to investors who don't just seek alpha, but also to leverage their capital to build a better world. Episodes will be released each week and feature a new guest telling their own unique investment stories, strategies, and perspectives. And we've got lots of great guests lined up. So if you're excited about what this show might teach you about impact investing and the people behind it, make sure you subscribe to Better Money, Better World, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you're feeling generous, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way to highlight the work of impact investors and grow the community of impact investing. Now, with that out of the way, let me introduce you to our Better Money, Better World guests. The Autism Impact Fund, or AIF, is the world's first venture capital fund for autism spectrum disorder, and their aim is to be the investment and innovation arm of the autism community. AIF's mission is to revolutionize diagnosing, treating, and living with autism through a venture capital model. With 1 in 44 children in the U.S. diagnosed on the autism spectrum, over $350 billion in direct spend, which translates to over $60,000 per child with autism, and an 85% unemployment rate for the autistic adults, AIF hopes to harness the power of the capital markets to create transformational change for people on the spectrum and with other neurodiverse challenges. AIF invests in companies like Florio, the first behavioral therapy metaverse for neurodiverse children and young adults that leverages a VR platform to allow learners to role play a range of social situations from how to safely cross the street to how to have a meaningful conversation with a friend. The focused approach of AIF creates a natural ecosystem where synergies amongst academic institutions, portfolio companies, large corporations and governments, hospital systems, researchers are fostered, leading to getting interventions in the hands of families quickly. For example, comorbidities with autism, such as gastrointestinal issues, have led AIF to portfolio company Axial Therapeutics to develop gut-restricted small molecules. AIF founder Chris Mall was most recently managing director of RBG Capital LLC, his family's private investment firm. Chris has created a world-class advisory board, including Emergence Capital's Brian Jacobs and Uber CEO Dara Karashawi. Welcome, Chris Mail, to the Better Money, Better World podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. So uh, really passionate about the topic today, the Autism Impact Fund, uh, incredibly big issue in our society. And I'm excited for you to share uh, this, your story. But I, I want to start with the investment thesis. Uh, Autism Impact Fund hopes to become the investment and innovation arm of the autism community. Uh, which is a fantastic mission statement. And can you just describe to the listeners what that means? Yeah, of course. And again, thank you for having us here today. Uh, before I get to that question, it might be helpful to give a, a little description of the Autism Impact 
what we are and what we do. And we launched the Autism Impact Fund in 2020 with the mission to revolutionize the status quo for diagnosing, treating, and living with autism through a for-profit venture capital model. Um, our aim is to become the investment and innovation arm of the autism community. And I think as you and I discussed today, you know, autism impacts one in 44 children in the U.S. And among adults with autism, the unemployment rate is 85% or greater. And these are staggering numbers. So to your question, when we say that our ambition is to become the investment and innovation arm of the community, we mean that we believe that harnessing the power of the capital markets is the most efficient way to create transformational change uh, for major societal issues such as autism. So, you know, people on the spectrum and autism and, and broader neuro and complex chronic conditions, they don't need more charity or sympathy. Um, they need opportunities to thrive. And, and that's what we're all about. So um, how does that translate into investing? Give us a deal that describes that, that represents who you are and what your fund does. Yeah, sure. So we are unapologetically capitalistic um, in our approach to deals with financial, scientific rigor, you know, institutional level, um, traditional investing style. So I think, you know, one good example is Florio. Um, this is a company we invested in that has created the world's first behavioral therapy metaverse through a VR platform. It teaches life skills, executive functioning skills, um, was founded by the engineer who created Amazon Prime. Florio's lesson plans are, are diverse and support individuals throughout the lifespan. They teach users everything from social and communication skills to workforce development training to how to navigate encounters with law enforcement. Um, Florio's technology is low cost and agnostic to geographic location of the user. So its model is inherently able to democratize access to care for individuals who typically might slip through the cracks or not be able to get access to care. And lastly, Florio's platform is nimble. It's not only broadly applicable to conditions beyond autism, including ADHD, OCD, anxiety. The company is also exploring partnership with a range of technological and clinical partners that will make Florio um, available to a wider audience. So as we look at the investment, there's the impact component and then also the risk mitigation um, component, which I just described. We don't invest in autism only businesses. We are investing in autism plus, as we like to call it. And that spans autism, other IDDs, NDDs, mental health challenges, and, and other complex chronic conditions. So, so walk me through, I, you know, Florio, so a kid who has trouble interacting with the world, this is, they put on Oculus glasses or, or VR glasses, and then the, the, you're run through a simulation of like meeting a police officer, for example, help understand why that's important for the community uh, that you're serving. Sure. So it's a low cost headset and you can use your smart phone and it's partnered with a therapist who sees what you're seeing and is able to help deliver the therapy. Um, what we've seen and what is being proven out is that those on the spectrum typically interact better with the screen with virtual reality than they do with human beings. So you're able to deliver that care with a provider. The provider could be in California and the client is in New York and they're able to deliver that care one-on-one um, -on -one there. And it's important to help with these social interactions. Um, the example you give, because it's a massive problem in society and it's able to you know, help these individuals learn to navigate the world. Definitely. It, um... 
you know, for, for an autistic kid uh, to interact with a police officer can be a very scary experience. Um, what is the origin story of, of AIF? Uh, that's a great question. So my son was, uh, Duke was diagnosed roughly four years ago. I, at the time I knew the word autism and that was about it. And what I went through the process of his diagnosis and finding treatment, what I found was this just remarkably fragmented and polarized marketplace and the services and the offerings were inadequate and antiquated, long wait lines, hefty price tags, the world of haves and have nots essentially and just this incredibly broken system and no scientific understanding of what was going on. I had the opportunity to sit with the leading scientists around the world and I'm not a scientist. So it was talk to me like I'm five years old. What, what is happening to my son in here? And they were like, we have no idea. And I, it just couldn't fathom that this was the state of such a massive population in this day and age. Um, my background's in venture capital. I was fortunate enough to then get introduced to a group of ultra high net worth families that were also directly affected, had been affected the last 30 years. We're growing tired of the lack of innovation. I think you know, the nonprofits and foundations, while we're not one of those, uh, do a great job with grassroots, but we haven't really seen the needle move in innovation. So they wanted to, you know, see the venture model capitalism used to help drive that change. So we founded it a couple of years ago, built a team around it, um, and have since done 10 deals and are off and running. How do you balance your personal exposure to autism with the needs to create strong returns for limited partners? Yeah, this was very early on something I identified and we identified that there could be, would be, and probably are, you know, some biases towards me wanting to find answers for my son or, you know, our partners wanting or our LPs. So what we did is built a team. I recruited a team of people that are not affected directly by it, uh, as well as an advisory board, a scientific advisory board and investment, as well as a community um, to help us with checks and balances along the way to make sure that we are, you know, focused on the returns as well as the impact. Treating autism is like a very person, personal experience as you kind of felt going, you know, bringing your son places, um, meeting with therapists, doctors, aides, and they're kind of all doing different things. Many times people can become like family members to you as they kind of are in your house, but usually you don't think about technology disintermediating this type of uh, relationship. So what role do you foresee technology where, which is an investable, right, from a venture perspective, can play in these kind of intensely personal relationships? Sure. Uh, when we think about the spectrum, uh, you know, needs of an individual with autism, they're, they're numerous. And to your point, person intensive. And as the pandemic has all too aptly demonstrated, some of these needs can be served effectively via telemedicine, tech-enabled service models, but I think certain elements of care will always require a personal touch and, and brick and mortar approach. Uh, at the Autism Impact Fund, we see a lot of deal flow related to digital health, telehealth, tech-enabled businesses that claim to be able to replace the heavy personal lift um, deemed by the current standard of autism care. You know, it's in our mandate to validate which of these businesses alleviate systemic pain points without compromising care. Uh, and we lean our, you know, on our incredible network of advisors and team and ecosystem to accomplish this. 
Let's talk about your advisors for a second. How did this group come together uh, and what what role? I mean, you should, first of all, who are some of your advisors? It's an amazing board. Thank you. It, it came together. I, I would start with uh, Elizabeth Horn on the 2M Foundation and Sean O'Sullivan, uh, who runs SOSV, a global accelerator venture fund. They do an incredible amount of deals. Passionate parents. Um, they're part of the, the founding group that sought me out and, and when we had this idea. Some of the other advisors, Brian Jacobs, who's at Moai Capital and Emergence Capital, who invested in you know, Salesforce, Bill.com, Zoom. Uh, Jennifer Frist and the Frist family, I, I think are very notable ones. The Frist Center of Excellence in Vanderbilt, very active in the autism community. Uh, Dara Kosbashali is the CEO of Uber, is an active advisor. So I, there's a heavy tech angle there, but then also Bob Nelson of Arch Ventures, Sarah Hassan, uh, who comes from a deep bio background. So it's well-rounded and it came together. It's a group. All of these individuals are personally or very closely impacted and passionate about autism and wanted to, to help and they want to be involved. You know, I think normally you see a bunch of faces on the page or website and they don't do a whole lot, but this is not that. And we have a, a lengthy list of others involved that, you know, you can only put so many on the page, but um, we're really, really proud to have the involvement of the people we do. Give me an example of how someone at that level is kind of getting engaged. Sure. So Brian Jacobs and I were on the phone yesterday uh, discussing deal flow and um, I have to be somewhat sensitive here, but uh, some of the opportunities we were looking at. So deal flow, he has brought us Otacon as an investment we made that he, he brought to us. And as we've um, did diligence on Spectrum AI and other very deep tech, uh, we were able to lean on him. So these advisors are not only bringing us amazing deal flow, um, but also, you know, helping us in respective fields uh, in the diligence process. So how do you think about the total spend on autism, right? Because if, if family plus government spend on average about $60,000 per year on autism, how does that get broken out between like in-person therapy, school, technology, and other pieces? Uh, and then the follow-up question is going to be like, and, and how, where do you play in that, in that bucket of money? Yes, this is the 60,000 is the figure is most frequently cited by the market. The cost of autism care you know, vary widely based on the severity of one's condition, you know, geographic location, and the co-occurring conditions you might have, among other things. So all 50 states are required payers uh, to reimburse some form of autism intervention, but the number of hours paid varies widely. So that 60K only you know, accounts for autism behavioral intervention services which can range from low 10,000s to several hundred thousand per year. And it fails to include the cost of medication, getting diagnosed, uh, tending to the comorbidities that you know, upwards of 80% of folks, uh, individuals with autism have. So while 60,000 is by no means a small amount of money, it really pales in comparison to the $350 billion national annual expenditure of autism which further accounts for factors like lost productivity of caregivers who are unable to work, government-sponsored housing, and disability funding for adults with autism. So we spend $350 billion a year as a nation on autism? Yep. And, and how much of that is on technology then? Not enough. That's, you know, I think where we come in and the opportunity is there um, for the capital markets is most of it is spent on, you know, the housing and other services. 
So that's where we want, and I think the need, not only for us, but the larger venture capital markets to come play. It's such a massive market and opportunity. You've you've mentioned the term comorbidity a few times, uh, and I think you're referring to healthcare, health-oriented comorbidity. Is that correct? Yes. So can you give some examples of that? Sure. Most common ones, and as they relate to our investments, I can tick through, but, you know, GI health, um, most individuals on the spectrum have some form of gastrointestinal um, issues. Autoimmune uh, continues to be a large comorbidity, whether that's inflammation and and other um, autoimmune issues. Neurological um, seizures you can think of as well. And then, you know, diabetes is an example that often comes along with it. And uh, some of the therapeutics we're looking at to help alleviate those pain points as well. So Autism Impact Fund as part of this, uh, just recently partnered with Arsenal Capital Management, which is leading healthcare VC. Um, Can you talk about sort of this model of having, you know, autism fund related to a healthcare fund and, and what that interplay could be over time? Sure. You know, we think about the relevance of our portfolio of broader healthcare in, in twofold fashion. You know, why our approach is relevant beyond autism. Um, individuals with autism and other complex chronic conditions are, are forced to manage their conditions from the point of diagnosis throughout their lifespans. The needs of these patients are unique to the individual, uh, numerous and, and change with time. Complex conditions require innovative solutions to manage them effectively in addition to the fact that broader healthcare is trending towards the more you know, patient-led model, we believe that data is the missing link uh, that will empower patients to understand, monitor, and effectively manage uh, these complex chronic conditions, including autism. You know, at AIF, we view the patient journey uh, itself as linear. However, we believe that an ecosystem approach to investing is the best solution for building a data-driven framework um, for addressing you know, the diverse patient needs. So our approach that better data, behavioral, biological, so on, will inform subtyping, you know, precision intervention that will be tailored to the individual and ultimately drive improved outcomes you know, is applicable well beyond autism. And that's why we say we invest in autism plus, again, other NDDs, mental health, complex chronic conditions. So, um, and then why our investments are relevant beyond autism autism, you know, 85% of individuals have these comorbidities that we just spoke about. So when we invest in healthcare platforms that address multiple conditions, um, many of our portfolio companies are using an overarching strategy to touch on multiple conditions, which we're really, really excited about. So on the one hand, we can leverage models that have worked in other fields for medicine, for example, subtyping and precision medicine in oncology, um, that apply towards autism. Conversely, if you take a successful framework that works for autism and broaden it to address other conditions, that's a home run for both impact and a return perspective. So in partnering with Arsenal, um, while the crux of our partnership is based on investing in behavioral health space, more broadly, Arsenal is a decades-old leader in broad healthcare and with transactional expertise and, and great networks spanning everything from oncology to clinical trial management services. So our shared insights, we believe will amplify you know, our collective ability to, to do diligence and develop best in class companies that will transform healthcare systems. Some people here listening may have a relationship with autism. Some may have a relationship with other 
chronic healthcare issues. Do you think there's a model of building venture capital firms around healthcare issues? I do. And I, I think we're seeing more and more of it and seeing other examples. Um, you know, the focused approach of the Autism Impact Fund and, and those similar models lends itself to a, a natural ecosystem where synergies among portfolio companies, large corporates, academic institutions, and governments are, are more naturally than fostered. So this results in innovative business models getting into the hands of families uh, who need them faster. Do you think there's a model that you look to when you were starting AIF or that you think would be most relevant? Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I had the the fortune and opportunity to talk to a lot of uh, similar models, I'll say, that have been validated in dementia, diabetes, oncology. Uh, and there's some similarities, definitely some differences. And, and we are certainly the first for autism. Um, but there's there's a lot of room here for VC to dis- disrupt the standard of care. I mean, autism represents a tremendous market, has been doing the same thing um, you know, albeit with limited progress for decades. So by definition, that's where adventure, you know, thrives, the thesis of venture thrives. So we, we see many similarities, um, a more focused unabashedly capitalistic ESG funds as well that have emerged, you know, sustainable technologies, for example, they usually don't just invest in solar, but are hydraulic and wind as well. So in that similar vein, uh, AIF invests in Autism Plus, and the strategy, you know, there maintains while being inherently uh, de-risking. You talk a lot about this sort of ecosystem from government to private sector to universities, healthcare companies. For autism, who are some of the most important players that you bring to the table for AIF? You know, who are your your most important? And I know you can't have a, a most important partner. <laughs> as, you, as you look at who's in your ecosystem, who, who's most important to you right now? That is a very great question, and we're very proud um, to be a very focused part of the ecosystem. And we work with a broad array of stakeholders, you know, spanning the portfolio companies, governments, academic institutions, large corporates, innovators, nonprofits, affected families, all working to to bring transformational change to the standard of care. So, as you say, there's no uh, single player is most important. But we, we believe and see and are experiencing that this ecosystem facilitates natural synergies, reduces data siloing, uh, which in, in turn, we're able to deliver faster um, solutions to the families that need it. So, you know, while, while we're not a nonprofit, as I mentioned, we have a tremendous amount of respect for the grassroots organizations out there that are closest to families. Uh, not only providing direly needed financial support and services, but also best position to identify and address unmet needs within the community. You know, I, it, it takes a village, right? It takes all hands on deck. One of the uh, unmet needs that you referenced that really stuck with me was that 87% of adults with autism do not live independently. How do you invest? How do you think about technology solutions to solve such a big trend? Yeah, it's a, it is a big problem. And I, I think we've got a few good examples. So Floria, we've already discussed this one, but using a, a VR simulation to, you know, better engage autistic individuals to provide workforce development, executive functioning skills. This is one way of achieving it. And they're already working at the state and government level to secure contracts for training autistic um, adults for jobs, which 
if you, you can't live independently if you don't have a job or you know that um autocon is another one of our portfolio companies i mentioned they're a global leader in employing neurodiverse talent in addition to training consultants to work on you know highly sophisticated projects spanning ai cybersecurity, and software development uh, the platform provides employees with technical emotional and social support needed to thrive in the neurotypical workplace so this is another path to financial security uh, and, and having the ability to live independently. And lastly, I would say Joshin is another um, portfolio company of ours. It's a tech-enabled platform providing caregiver relief to families of individuals with any type of disability. Uh, with an autistic child, you, know, you can't hire a, the, the teenage babysitter down the street. Um, so you might require more certifications, need more access for um, care than a typical person, neurotypical person. And Joshin's developed an app that allows you not only to find pre-vetted qualified caregivers locally, but to centralize data um, you know, from the antiquated paper binder uh, into a digital, you know, universally acceptable model. So all of those create together a few examples of how we look at using technology to you know, provide independence. You know, you keep saying autism plus, and it's just hitting me that what you mean is that like a family with autism needs a caregiver. There are other types of medical issues that could require a caregiver with additional maybe nursing or other kind of qualifications. And so I hadn't quite processed that. Uh, so I appreciate that. It is a key point because I think people hear autism impact fund and like, oh, wow, that's narrow and that's focused. And then once you, you know, you learn about autism plus all the comorbidities, all of the overlap with other conditions, whether it's ADD, um, cancer, diabetes, the, the size and market that we're going after, which is how we de-risk this and provide the upside is incredibly massive. It's a mental health broad bucket opportunity. Do you think that the name really narrows it or do you think the name is broad enough that allows you to encompass both? It depends on the audience. I think initially it's, it's a bit narrowing, but that's, you know, our mission is set to set out for the autism community. Um, but it's such a wide spectrum that it requires, you know, if you've got a, you know, less or a more profoundly affected individual, their needs are different than, you know, the savant type Elon Musk out there. So it's such a wide range that we feel comfortable with it and, and the opportunities and the portfolio companies and what we're investing in, I think will, will speak for themselves. Yeah, look, you've you've been able to get a huge amount of press here. You you actually uh, ran the bell of the NYS New York Stock Exchange. You were on CNBC. Uh, yeah, the TechCrunch feature article. Uh, the the press around what you're doing is is phenomenal. How did you get that press? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. And, and first off, it, it, ringing the bell at the New York Stock Exchange was was obviously awesome. And I think it's a it's a symbol of the power of the capital markets to transform profound societal issues and have a positive impact on in millions of families. I think we've gotten it not only because you know, we're a first time fund and team in the niche market. So those are rare. This is, there's a disconnect between what we've pulled off and what we've built um, and those usual kind of boxes to check there. I think the size of the problem and the lack of innovation over the last 30 years, this is hard, right? This is a razor's edge type world we're living in and we want to be innovative. The people that we've surrounded ourselves with um, believe in it. 
you don't have, you know, I have many conversations and the furthest anyone has to go is, oh, my, my friend down the street has a kid with autism. So it's just, it's, you know, it's everywhere and nothing's being done about it. So I think it's a story that resonates very well um, with a lot of people and it brings hope to a lot of people. And on the capitalistic side, you know, you see a lot of money flowing into it. You're starting to. So there's a real opportunity to drive massive change and returns. And to all the upsides of this, are there any things you worry about as sort of you get this level of press around the first fund and any pitfalls uh, that, that you want to make sure people are aware of in terms of investing in autism? Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly is a large and growing market. I mean, I, as I think I mentioned earlier, you know, the pace of growth has not met, been matched by the progress in understanding the biological, behavioral, and environmental underpinnings of autism as a heterogeneous condition. So I, I think that lack of understanding not only hinders our ability to diagnose and treat autism effectively, but it, you know, it means there are a lot of quote unquote, since we're on the audio here, holy grail solutions being marketed to a vulnerable population that unfortunately lack validation. And you've got a lot of individuals looking for help and a lot of parents that are in a lot, you know, watching their children go through a lot of pain and are desperate to try anything. So that attracts a certain, you know, type of person or type of opportunity that people need to be aware of. But on a positive note, you know, it's our thesis due to the broader developments in healthcare, the life sciences and the technologies, we're at a real inflection point and our ability to address autism with precision medicine uh, and that approach, while we're not quite there yet, comes with risk for investors, of course. Crystal Ball, as we kind of come to the end of, the, of our time together, what do you envision the autism investment community will look like in five years? You know, I think a lack of innovation has shaped the past call it two decades. And you've seen large PE-backed service providers. Um, they've characterized the autism market over this you know, over that period, we'll likely see those transactions take a back seat, I believe, as payers demand value-based care. So I think you'll see that slow a little bit, the ABA roll-up, if you will. Uh, but this provides an opportunity for early stage VC and investors to, you know, to drive disruptive businesses and intervene. I expect to see more flows in the space and more collaborations between early stage companies and established service providers uh, eager to get ahead of their competitors by improving care quality and outcomes. I mean, that's back to our, our partnership with Arsenal. That's how we look at it. Uh, also focus on a holistic care that accounts for physical behavior and medical needs of the patient and their family. And you know, since, since we've launched AIF, uh, a variety of new funds focused on innovation in the neurodiversity space have popped up. Uh, which is good. We need more money here, but I'd, I'd say we were the first ones to do it, and and it's good to see more coming. So, so map as we close, map the universe, right? You've got early stage investors like you who are highly focused. How does that translate? You know, are we going to see a lot more of those? You mentioned there are a few. Are we going to see ten more, twenty more, five more? And then how does that translate into you know growth equity and buyout as these companies start to scale? Yeah. You're already seeing a lot more opportunities come in very early. It's interesting that the PE-backed service providers 
this industry, if you want to call it that, is almost being built backwards. Like they proved out that the service model and the need for this was real. There's money to be made. The traditional roll-up game happened. What that did was send a signal to a lot of entrepreneurs in earlier stage, you know, funds and companies that there is a market here. There is an opportunity here. And it's so antiquated that there's a race to bring technology in earlier stage. So you'll see accelerators pop up, VCs much like ourselves. And then we're already seeing it, large buyout coming earlier stage, raising additional funds um, to be more in that growth space as well. So I think where, where we sit is a perfect handoff from you know seed, and then we can bring it to the next level. And then from there, you'll see the large growth equity guys. Right. Because it turns out that these businesses probably look a lot like any other growth equity business at some point, right? Exactly. And we're already seeing it. That, that's a great place to, to end as we think about the evolution of, of the market that you're helping to create, Chris, and the Autism Impact Fund team. I, I personally have a brother on the spectrum. And so I uh, really appreciate what you're doing and, and, and can echo the importance of it uh, that, you, that you've identified and, and really hope that you're successful. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you having me. Um, thanks for sharing that about your brother and to all those that are affected, you know, helps, help is on the way. And uh, it's really exciting what we're seeing at the forefront of this. Um, we're thrilled and, and thanks to everyone for their support. Thank you. This is Marika Spence, Executive Director of Impact Capital Managers. Better Money, Better World is made possible in part by ICM a nonprofit network of over 60 best-in-class fund managers investing for superior returns and meaningful impact across North America and beyond. Our members share a passion for partnering with entrepreneurs and scaling companies that will realize a more resilient, equitable, and sustainable future. If you enjoyed today's conversation, tune in for the next episode of Better Money, Better World. Tell your friends and visit us online at www.impactcapitalmanagers.com.